Hello and happy Wednesday to you. This week has been confusing for me. I thought yesterday was Wednesday. I am just all sorts of mixed up. I don't know why, but here we are. It's it's Wednesday and and and, and we're back. And mm-hmm. and planning to talk about communication this morning. And um, this is a topic that I feel like we we probably hit on at least once a year because it's it's important enough that we remind ourselves of um, how how we communicate matters. So um, we're gonna dive in on that. Good morning, Chris, or good afternoon to you. It's cold. It's not cold here, but it is very cloudy and kind of dreary. But then you it's step foggy. outside. This morning, it, it is. But then you step outside, and it feels like spring. It's it's kind of a, a strange thing that's that's happening. It's it, from from the windows. It looks like it's just miserably <laughs> cold outside. It's nice. <laughs> it, it's not. Yeah. It's 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 actually nice out, and and leaves falling everywhere. It's actually fall is just such a beautiful time around here because there are a lot of trees in our area. And so we're just surrounded with the, the vibrancy of fall color. Hello, Anne-Marie. Anne-Marie, I liked it better when you said, hello, babes. <laughs> where, where did it go? What are you communicating to us right now? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like our love is waning. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Um, all right, let's let's dive in here. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> all, all is well now that, that Anne Marie has has properly commented. <laughs> Vince, why don't you kick this thing off and 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 get our footing right? Okay. Um it, we were I really equate effective communication also with clear thinking. Uh, they are are definitely linked, and uh, I, I want to start off reading First uh, Corinthians two sixteen. It says, "For who has understood the mind of the Lord, so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ." And I think that we have to be able to come back to this and and look at this declarative statement that says, "We have the mind of Christ." If we're able to to put that mind on or or, or believe what it is that, that the scripture is saying here, uh, then communication is going to get muddled. That's just what happens. And um, I, I really like the parables that, that Jesus uses uh, uh, to communicate because it, it really speaks to, speaks to being able to hear and, um, and, and paying attention, but it also helps us paint a picture for her for our, our position too. And so I, I want to read one uh, from Mark 4. Uh, we're going to start in verse 1. It says, Again, he began to teach beside the sea, and a very large crowd gathered about him, so that he got into a boat and sat in it on the sea. And the whole crowd was beside the sea on the land. And he was teaching them many things and parables. And in his teaching, he said to them, Listen, behold, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured it. Other seed fell on rocky ground, where it did not have much soil, and immediately it sprang up, since it had no depth of soil, and when the sun rose, it was scorched, and since it uh, had no root, 
it withered away. Other seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no grain. And other seed fell on good soil and produced grain, growing up and increasing uh, and yielding thirtyfold and sixtyfold and a hundredfold. And he said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. And when he was alone, those around him with the twelve asked him about the parables. And he said to them, to you has been given the secret of the kingdom of God. But for those outside, everything is in parables, so that they may indeed see, but not perceive, and may indeed hear, but not understand, lest they should turn and be forgiven. And he said to them, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word, and these are the ones along the path where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that is sown in them. And these are the ones sown on rocky ground, the ones who, when they hear the word, immediate, uh, immediately receive it with joy, and they have no root in themselves, but endure for a while. Then when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately they fall away. And others are those sown among thorns, though they hear uh, the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word and it proves unfruitful. But those that were sown on the good soil are the ones who hear the word and accept it and bear fruit 30-fold and 60-fold and 100-fold. And I'm looking at this and thinking about clear thinking and effective communication definitely linked. We're seeing the evidence uh, of, of each of these things uh, that is taking place when communication is going out. To include the words that are are twisted uh, in, in the mind of the hearer and, and done so in a way to offend, and and there is intention to wound, but uh, offense there there isn't intention by the, the the person speaking to wound this person, but the offense turns the, the words into woundedness, and that causes uh, bitterness and isolation and uh, rejection, and then. Also, that person hearing takes on rejection uh, and, and puts that as their narrative. And ultimately, that just fractures the body. And uh, one turns away and leaves. And, um, and it's all done because the words are twisted between the speaker and the person hearing. And so they receive it wrongly. And so, again, I, I go back to 1 Corinthians 2.16 for uh, uh, we have to understand that we have the mind of Christ. It's a declarative statement. And so uh, we need to, to take hold of it and, and live free. Uh, if, if you're offended, stop. Ask Holy Spirit, why am I offended? What is sitting behind this offense? Often you'll find it, it, it's something um, in you that needs to be dealt with. But uh, we have to be honest, honest with ourselves uh, and, and, and regardless of how, how cringy it may make us feel because it's, it's something going on in us. We have to be able to sit and look at us. And Jesus says over and over in these parables, he who has ears, let him hear. Uh, and, and what is he saying to us? Well, we have to remember we have uh, the advantage here. Uh, so let's use it. We're new creations in Christ as believers in Jesus Christ. We are new creations and we have ears uh, if, if we will use them. Uh, but 
to to do so, we have to uh, have conversations with Holy Spirit. We have to spend that time with Him and, and sit and listen long enough to what God is saying to to be able to use them, to be able to go out. And and this has been a theme uh, through most of of what we've been talking about for some time now. Um, sit long enough to listen fully so that when you you carry out what God is telling you, uh, you have all that he's wanting to reveal to you at that time. You you have a a fuller picture. If uh, we find ourselves offended uh, because perhaps words have been twisted uh, for some nefarious purposes, uh, or we find words stolen from us, or we see that um, words cause something to shoot up in our lives that, that is joyous, but uh, uh, quickly we see we, ha- we have an endurance problem. Yeah. Uh, or we, we recognize that the cares of the world are distracting us. We need to stop. Whether uh, it's you recognizing it yourself or it's pointed out to you by somebody else, stop. Take that in. Uh, these are all indications that we need to, to come back and, and Again, go back to where your feet are placed. If they aren't placed right, this is where we need to go back and place our feet firmly where they should be, co-seated with Christ. We have the mind of Christ. If we want to see continuous, effective communication, that has to start there. Use your vantage position, sit, and listen until God stops talking. Can we do that? Yeah. That is one of my big questions right now. Can we sit long enough and wait until God stops talking before we start trying to communicate with others? Yeah, no, that's good. I want to go back to something that you said um, about not having endurance, that, that we hear we hear the communication and we get excited about it, but then there's no endurance on the backside of it. And I, I think that this is probably one of of the biggest issues right now is we're, we're addicted to affirmation and and we use um communication as an injection of adrenaline and and it wears off it it wears off and we can't sustain it and let instead of letting it uh, seed itself in us and and like you're saying sit with that thing long enough to to let it get embedded rather than having that knee-jerk reaction, oh my gosh, I'm so excited right now. And and then and then running to the outcomes. And then we attempt to sit under the outcomes and there's no substance in it because we begin to serve that outcome rather than sitting in what it is that that God is wanting to see deep inside of us. And and so we're we're affirmation and adrenaline junkies and 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 not people of perseverance and, and certainly struggle with long suffering and mm-hmm. um and and though that that's a fruit right it's a fruit of the spirit to um to have patience and to have that that long suffering and um and so i think that we've got to we've got to decline that moment when when it comes when it enters into the room and you can feel it and, and mm-hmm. everyone is pulled into that moment where it's like, Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. I do it all the time. I oh, get yeah. super excited in the moment because there's buy-in and, <laughs> and when you're, when you're, when you're up front and it takes a whole lot of grueling work just to get a, an ounce of buy-in, 
you just want to run towards it and 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 get excited with the person and just ah, rather than realizing like this is going to take some work on your end <laughs> me too sometimes and i mean if we're all on it oh yeah our hands are in the air because we're we we have been we've been raised up in this that um the the, the affirmation is the moment rather than realizing that this is actually going to take work to to cultivate that 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 excitement in us that, that there's there's actually work to be done to get it to be embedded deep enough oh my gosh that's hilarious he's right there <laughs> he's, he's literally right there. oh look you get a lady <laughs> but thanks for chiming in john thank you thank you so I, I I love that you're you're bringing up the parable of the sown seed and um and and how that survives or not and and I think that that is really true of where we found ourselves and we've got to get better at that we are in a crucial time where we need to allow what God is is doing to be seated deep enough that that thing can effectively break out and become something that is lasting and and has endurance. It's the affirmation from God we should be looking for, not man, something I'm learning for yes. sure. For yes. sure. And and I, I, the thing I'll say to that though is that like even in the affirmation from God, we outrun his word in our excitement. Right. It goes back to something you've been talking about for, I'm going to say years now, because it feels like it, it has been, and I'm sure it has. Practice the pause. Yes, that, that affirmation from God is what we should be looking at, but we have to pause long enough to say, okay, what 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 do I do with this? You know, is this for me to, to, to you're, you're wanting to, build me up because you have something coming on the backside of this that you want me to really look at? Or is this the thing that I need to take into oneness and share Mm -hmm. and practice the pause? I mean, this is in our word for 2023, sit long enough to build something more than just a house of cards. Yeah. This applies here too. It applies with effective communication. We have to sit long enough with what it is God's telling us and what it is he's saying to us to be able to, to really effectively communicate with others. And um, the, the receiving end, this is where we have to be, this is where that clear thinking comes into play and, mm-hmm. and taking hold of the mind of Christ or, or, or the, the fact that we have that, that is a possession of ours. Um, that's, that's the responsibility of the, the here is, is to, to make sure that we are, are, in touch with Christ enough so that these affirmations cause us to sit long enough with what it is that, that is being spoken by another to be yeah. able to hear it. Right. Yeah. Cause we're not just talking about the voice of God here. We're talking about the voice of community. We're talking about right. the voice of family, the people that, that are in our lives that have been seated in our lives for a purpose. I mean, it's intentional on God's part and, and are we capable of, of hearing them, correctly are we capable of of hearing them through a pure filter and before we move too far beyond this i i want to interject with a little bit of proverbs let's like throw some wisdom in here for good measure proverbs 1 32 and and 33 like an idiot you've turned away from me and chosen destruction instead your self-satisfied smugness will kill you but the one who always listens 
will live undisturbed in a heavenly peace, free from fear, confident and courageous. You will rest unafraid and sheltered from the storms of life. Should I read it again? How about I just yes. read it again? <laughs> but Please the do. one who always listens to me will live undisturbed in a heavenly peace, free from fear, confident and courageous. You will rest unafraid and sheltered from the storms of life. Guys, this is a huge promise. So we we've got to we've got to have the wisdom to to hear correctly. And I think that that there are two different ways of looking at this. We have natural ears and we have spiritual ears. And, and I feel like we're really like on the end of, of hearing, receiving in, in the communication. And, um, and, and so spiritually speaking, I think that so many of us are our native ears in, in our native spiritual ears, if you will, is fear and condemnation, manipulation. Like we can't rightly hear people if they're not using the tactic of manipulation or fear. And, uh, and that's dangerous. We are, we are discarding what it is that, that is being released because it's not coming through the vein of manipulation or condemnation or fear. And, and so many people are so quick to scream condemnation you know you're you're wielding a sword of condemnation and and really it's those people that have been so brought up spiritually under manipulative terms that they can't even rightly hear love and and it's a it's a very dangerous place to live um there there are there are people that just their their native tongue is manipulation and so therefore they're incapable of hearing unless it's by way of manipulation. And that's dangerous. And and we need to be really mindful of the way that, that we hear. Yeah, that, that's a, a, a demonic twisting of words if you are receiving love as condemnation. Yeah. There there is that that twisted nature going on there. And, and I just go back to you know the, these filters that we may have set up for ourselves, whether it's manipulation or or anything, whatever it is that's causing us to to not hear what's actually being said, um, this is this is something that if we're recognizing that this has happened and we are are mature enough in in our walk with Jesus, uh, we're going to be able to recognize this e- even in a level of uh, of immaturity. You can still mm-hmm. start to recognize these things. Uh, the, this goes off into another topic of discipleship. This is this is the need for uh, to go from uh, I believe immediately into discipleship. Okay, somebody's available to grab this person up and start to take them through these things because they have to start to understand this because they they could start receiving everything uh, and and just get so wrapped up and focus on the uh, uh, their old life that like oh my gosh I, I'm was living so horribly for so long and just feel all this condemnation. And that's what they start receiving. And then they start to, to build up these filters like you're talking about. And then they just feel, uh, or, or they're going to only respond to being manipulated into um, good works. And then, right. and then it just starts into earning. And that's, that's not wisdom. Mm-hmm. It isn't. Uh, um, it, it, in all of this, though, if we are pulling in the new believers or, or uh, 
going into the space of oneness that we already share with other believers. If we know these people, we can assume positive intent on their part and and weigh what it is that, that is coming to us from them uh, with Holy Spirit. And this is what we're talking about. Don't don't rush off. Don't rush off with excitement and with the affirming words and don't rush off with what you are offended by and, yes. and take hold of offense. E- either way, don't don't rush off. Sit with Holy Spirit long enough to say what's behind this. And, and so if we if we know the people that are talking to us or that we are talking to or we are sharing oneness with them, we can assume that their heart and intention towards us is going to be pure. Until until proven otherwise, I, I have to run with that trust and assumption in these people. Otherwise, uh, I'm just I'm putting up another filter. Yeah, there's just another wall that's keeping me isolated from these people here. That's keeping me from uh, uh, effectively communicating or or receiving communication. Yeah. So can we talk about what's communicated without words? Please let's do. You guys, this is a this is a huge thing that we have got to start paying attention to because um, words are empty without action to back it up. And I think that that so often we think we can buffalo one another by saying the appropriate things or um, having what what we refer to as good girl syndrome and or good boy syndrome, however you want to view that. But but if if your words do not line up with your action, there is there is a there's a misstep somewhere. There is this gaping hole, this chasm between um, between who you really are and, <laughs> and what you're doing. And, and we need to bridge that gap. We don't we don't want to be duplistic people. We want we want to be whole and we need to be whole right now more than ever. And um, we just don't, we don't have time to be duplistic because that's that's pulling in two different directions and and one is godly and one is not. And 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 here's the here's the truth of the matter, because we are moving into a season of oneness where that's what's required of us. An organization or a body, however you want to view that, is only as whole as their weakest link. If we're going to look at oneness honestly and with eyes of wisdom, we have to understand that the weakest person in the organization is actually an indicator of where we're at. So we cannot have uh, duplistic people among us. We have to have a standard, an expectation of what's required of a person to be a part of an organization. Now, hear me. I am not suggesting that there is not space for weakness, that there is not space for even brokenness, but there is not space for duplicity. That, that's, the, the, that's the work of the devil to create a, a duplicity within a single being. And, and we certainly cannot have duplicity within an organization because we're torn and we're going two different directions. And this is why it's so important that we understand where our feet are. Have you located your feet? Like seriously, have have you located your, this is really important. We talked about this a little bit on Sunday and probably we should break it down a little bit more than, than we were able to um, on Sunday afternoon. But as ambassadors of Christ, as representatives of the kingdom of God, we have to have our feet under us. 
we have to know where our feet are located. If our feet are a decade backwards, then, then we cannot actually take dominion. We can only grab hold and hope and pray that, that we, we keep the ground. We have to have our feet under us. And so what is it that, that you're communicating without saying a thing? Vince and I have been, we've been in and out of meetings for the last two days and, and the, the office space that we're meeting in is really cold. And so after one of the meetings yesterday, we were like, when you're cold, you just kind of want to like cuddle yourself and attempt to warm yourself up. But you're so aware of the impact of your body language and, and like, seriously, what does this message convey? It doesn't look happy. It doesn't look happy. (laughs) Exactly. The moment you cross your arms, same facial expression, but the moment you cross your arms, it changes. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm resisting what is, what's happening right now. It's, yeah, exactly. Because that's (laughs) what you do. Like now, now I tend to lean forward if if I'm cold. Uh (laughs) So know the difference people. (laughs) So you can move. Yes, I attend the rock anyway. Um, but but body language is huge and ultimately disruptive. You can you can you can say all the right things. They're all the right words can be coming out of your mouth because you know the right things to say. But your body language is telling on you. We have got to bring our, what well, looks like a straight jacket if you rock. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> but really, I'm just cold. Um, what did I just say? Uh, oh, but your body language is, is telling on you. And so we've got to bring our whole self mm-hmm. under the, the submission and the lordship of Jesus Christ. We can't, uh, and this is where that duplistic thing is coming in, is, is we have all the right things to say because we think we can buffalo one another. But, but our body language and our activity is telling on us that I am not okay. There is something seriously wounded inside of me. I need help. But then in, in a moment of conversation, it's oh, everything's great. In fact, I've got the authority on those things. <laughs> and so there's this overcorrection that's happening, that's coming out in words, but it does not line up. And, and this is something that, that we've got to learn how to gently move against. It, it cannot be something that continues to just go on in, in our meetings and in our times, our corporate times with one another, because it's creating an imbalance of, of what it is that, that God has intended for those times together. And, and so how do we gently and effectively communicate when these things are happening all around us? What wisdom do you have for us, Vince? Totally putting yeah, me on the spot. Yeah, yeah, no, Amory said on the defensive. You know, when you sit back and cross your arms when you're listening to somebody, depending on what they are saying, it could be seen as defensive or judgmental. Yeah. And so, uh, uh, I'm always going back to you know, uh, words or actions you're talking about. They they can't be. You can't have a dual mind where you're saying one thing and 
in living and acting in another way. Uh, words or actions, what's easier to catch? What is easier for other people to catch? Well, oftentimes it's just observing what you do. Yeah. And, and these are the actions. And, and that is the same thing when it comes to uh, the body language that we are communicating with, that, that people catch that. And, and that is, as you just demonstrated, really open for interpretation. Yeah. And, and so we, we just have to be aware of what it is that's, that's going on. And, uh, in Mark four, uh, verse 33, it says with many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. He did not speak to them without a parable, but privately to his own disciples, he explained everything. Again, our advantaged position as believers is we are new creations and we have the access. Co-seated with Christ, we have full access to go boldly and ask questions and be those who have those things privately explained. Everything, if we just go and ask. And so I, I think that is the, for, for me, that's the wisdom on the backside of this thing is to remember and, and constantly be reminded and remind each other, this is the advantage position that we are, we can take yeah. because it's already been done for us. It's already been given to us. We have the access, the, the declarative statement in first, first Corinthians two is we have the mind of Christ. So why, why, why aren't we using that? Why aren't we? We starting with that and that would, that starts us in a position to where we say, okay, I need to stop. I need to remove myself from this. I need to pray. I need to gain understanding. I need to sit again, sit until God stops talking mm -hmm. and then go out and, and speak from there. Uh, effective communication is is just this this multifaceted thing that I hope everybody's seen, and and we have to be aware of what is happening in the atmosphere around us. Not not what you can see atmosphere, but that unseen realm atmosphere of what is trying to twist things, what's trying to be stolen from us, what's trying to be choked out because distractions are being thrown in your face. Right. We, we, these are the things that that we have to be able to recognize. And if we are just allowing ourselves to be tossed around with, with every blowing of the wind and, and excitement and emotion and allowing those things to sit on the throne, then there, there is, uh, there's communication, but it, its effectiveness is unto who knows what at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think to, to just, um, challenge us start paying attention start paying attention to the way that that you communicate by default and ask yourself does that need an upgrade do, do i need to upgrade the way that i am i am communicating with people are they actually hearing me and then you have to look at it from the other side am i effectively hearing the people that are speaking into my life is there something standing in the way, grabbing hold of that, choking it out, you know? And, and, um, and I think something else that, that, that we do, there are, there are a lot of, in, in speaking, there are a lot of ways that, that we choose to communicate 
that come from childhood. It is just the way we've always communicated. And and some people talk in circles and, and get nowhere. Some people speak in bulletproof and it's very staccato. Um, other people will say something and then backtrack immediately. <laughs> and, and, and so it's like, what are you communicating to the person before you? And, and are they capable of fully hearing you? And are you doing a disservice to yourself by adding on to, to what it is that you're wanting to say? If we could learn to just clearly communicate with as few words as possible, we would be far more effective in advancing and having action behind it. And I think that we so often attempt to soften it. I know I do this all the time to, I don't want this to wound you. So I'm going to add some fluff to it. And, um, and, and I, I know that that's not helpful because then it's not clear that I mean now. <laughs> And, and then, and then I sit and I wonder why, why is this not happening? And um, so I think that to, to say what you mean the first time, yeah, straight talk, Anne-Marie, that's, that's exactly it is like, and Vince, I mean, you basically grew up in, in the military. And so you had to learn to, to communicate in orders. And, and so I don't know, can you speak to that? What is that like? Uh, when you're talking about the fluff, I immediately think of of the grammar lesson I got in the army about passive voice versus active voice, and this is something that we do to kind of soften things and pull back is is use passive voice, and then that changes what is being communicated when we start doing that. When we start pulling back from what it is we actually need to to say, what actually needs to be communicated, and and so things get get lost there and um and we just don't say what we mean and and in addition to thinking about how we communicate um considering tone as well because for me uh um i this is something that i'm working on because i'm pretty just kind of either dry and straightforward or i'm up really high like, and it's very, it, it comes across as very aggressive. And so uh, there, there hasn't been a lot of middle ground for me. And that's, that's part of that army experience because that's just the nature of things. It is, it is uh, pretty cold and mechanical because orders come just in that manner. There, there's, you have to go take the hill. How you take the hill is up to you, but that's the mission. Go do it. There, there's your orders. And so, um, this is something that, you know, if, if we have been in a particular environment for a long period of time, we have to pay attention to these things as well. You have to, like Angie's talking about, pay attention to how it is you're communicating. Um, are, you, are you talking in circles, going around the hill, getting nowhere? Are you, um, do you like stories? So that's how you communicate, but there's no time for that. You, you need to be using the bullet points here because, you know, we don't have all day. Yeah, you're not uh, Jesus. Stop speaking in parables. Right. <laughs> just, just say what you mean. Get it out. Uh, I, I mean, that's really my preference, but you know, uh, I, we have to understand these things and recognize them. And uh, uh, 
really just be able to be bold enough and courageous enough to say what needs to be said. This is this is where it comes down to a lot of the times. Um, are we going to to exercise boldness because I love this person who's sitting in front of me? Yes. And and in that, I, I want to be able to say to them what needs to be said, because if I don't, it doesn't help them. I'm not actually bringing the fullness of myself into that situation to sharpen this person by pulling my words and and not saying what it is that I know God is wanting me to, to say um, because I love this person and I know Jesus loves this person too. And if, if you prefer to take everything back to, to squishy Jesus and love, well, there you go. Um, but, you know, again, that whole passive voice versus active voice um, thing is something we have to learn to get away from. Passive voice, most often, unless you are are telling a story that needs to be done in that manner, right. it's not helpful. It doesn't. Yeah, there's a place it, for that. It, it, yeah, it breaks down effective communication if you aren't being active in the the words that you're using. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've gotten to the place. Um, especially, you know, here we are at the the end of, of football season. And so there's all kinds of communication that's going out right now about the the, the end of, of the season, the last few days of practice, and I'm being asked to do different things. And, and, and it, it, the, the ask is coming with so many words that <laughs> I am like, tell me what to do. <laughs> just, just tell me what to do. And that was literally my response coming out of, of a full day, my response to, you know, 20 text messages back and forth between five people was literally, I'm in, tell me what to do. <laughs> I, at this point, I don't really want a decision. You have my buy-in, just say it. Just tell yeah. me what you want from me. And is anybody else at that point in their life where you're just like, I- I'm tired of the delay, just tell me what to do. Just give me an order, hand it down. I'm ready. Like I've got, I've got my boots on. Here we go. I just want you to tell me what to do. <laughs> and I, this is not by any means me saying that it is somebody else's job to, to direct your path. That's not what I'm saying. Do not misunderstand me at all there. I, I'm just saying when you're a part of, of a, a multiple faceted life experience and, and you can just submit yourself to something and say, just tell me what to do. What do you need from me? I, I'll do it. And, um, and, and that was fine with them that, you know, and then, and then I got the order, you need to bring salad and be here by, you know, whatever time. And, and yes, I'm in. <laughs> Thank you. (laughs) But but all of these, and they feel like so often, like it's a passive aggressive ask. Like if you say no, you're on the blacklist, but, but there's so many options. And I'm just like, just pull your sword out. And, you know, (laughs) you wind up with decision paralysis when there's too many options. Yes. Yes. And, and I think that if we would, if we would learn to be able to handle that form of communication from one another, we could actually get something accomplished. Like just say it, say what you want to say. And um, if I feel like I'm falling apart, I'll be honest. 
if I feel like your words wounded me, I'll get over it, you know, and, and, and ultimately we, we need to communicate love. We need to, we need to know that, that we have each other's back and, and that you speaking to me in more demanding terms is because you love me and we have a work to do. Right. And, um, you know, it goes back to, I just, I re-listened to Laura Beth. She was here a couple of weeks ago, Laura Beth Malloy. And, um, and, she prophesied over almost everybody in the room, maybe everybody in the room. And you guys, she kept saying the same thing. Look at me. And and it was like that. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't suggestive. It wasn't an invitation. It was a command. Look at me. And it had everything to do with body language in that moment that which she knew that she was prophesying over somebody who was not communicating communicating properly through their body language and she required eyes to to be and at one point she even said I need you to look at me I need you to see Jesus in me and and we need to be willing to be more like that to be more commanding in a moment and in demand you need to look at me and um it's almost like calling somebody to attention and, 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 you know, we could get into all kinds of communication. Listen, what you wear communicates a whole lot. When was the last time that you allowed Jesus to pick out your clothes? When was the last time that you allowed Jesus to dictate what you should be wearing on a regular basis? When was the last time that you allowed him to demand that you look the part? What you wear communicates something. And I will not show up somewhere looking like I didn't prepare to be in that room. I am called to lead something at a high level and my apparel better be backing that up. What are you dressing up as at any given moment? Are you ready? Are you ready to walk out your call at any given moment based on what you clothed yourself in? He needs access. Jesus needs access to every facet of our life right now because we are communicating at every turn of our lives. It, it's what we wear. It's how we act. It's how we behave. It's what's coming out. It's how we hear. Everything is a communication piece and we need to take it way more seriously than we do because it matters. I'm in my slouch stuff today. <laughs> Are you going to the gym? <laughs> you gotta have, sometimes you got days off. Sometimes, you know, appropriate apparel for the gym, whatever. Hey, we're coming up on our, our hard stop time today. Um, so my, my last thought is, is to just remind everybody again, we are in the advantage position of being new creations uh, who have the mind of Christ if we will use it. And and just be willing to practice the pause in communication, in receiving and giving. Yeah. Yep. And we'll just end it there. We bless you. We bless you to communicate effectively, friends. (laughs) We'll talk soon.